You guys have any raisin bran? Uh, no, no, we don't. Can you go get me some? We, I mean, we, well, we got total. we got total and and raisins. You can gotta mix it in. That'd be like raisin bran. Yeah, it'd be like raisin bran. It wouldn't be <laughs> raisin bran. Oh, yeah, you're just splitting hairs here. Welcome everybody to the Family Guy Friends Podcast. <laughs> Oh, God. Do we have that? I think we do. I think we have that as, as the intro. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tukey Steak Podcast. We are back again. Your favorite hockey broadcast where we pretend that we're going to talk about hockey for more than 10 minutes, but talk about Family Guy and video games and ancient history and who we'd want to lead into battle. <laughs> Which and I think was the last Gasoline. Show. Endo Mills, how are you? I'm playing Animal Crossing. How are you? Don't so pay your rent. I'm, I'm th- <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Tom Nook. Fuck, fuck landlords, especially Tom Nook. All my homies oh. hate Tom Nook. Been robbing people blind for over 20 years now. Tom Crook. There yeah, you but go. Title. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. It gets easier every episode. Sorry, Sin. Yeah. How are you? I am fantastic. I have a bunch of videos pre-recorded for my trip. I'm going to be recording even more before I leave. And since it's the last podcast, I'm going to announce what the series is because I'm excited. It is an NHL Legacy Edition. Live the life as a goon. And it is fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm playing on the Erie Otters and uh, protecting McDavid. Ah. (laughs) Oh, dude, if you get drafted by the same team. i That's what I'm kind of hoping for happens. But I know with like the draft system, you can basically say fuck you to management immediately and get traded if you don't like the team that you're on, which oh, is yeah. pretty great. <laughs> I love like it's man. That was that was a good game mode, really mm-hmm. good game mode. And experiencing that again is great. And I also miss being able to play full years in the CHL mm. or and in, in the AHL, too. Yeah, it's yeah. and honestly, gameplay not horrible. AI obviously was is not great at times, but has it gotten any better? Yeah, like uh, I mean, NHL twenty three has some good freaking moments. Like AI decision making is much better than it was back then, but the nostalgia is strong enough that I'm really enjoying it. The hitting is hilarious. Um, mm. I forgot left hit 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 uh, left stick hitting was a thing. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I forgot. So my first penalty I took, I was just trying to back check, and I just clobber a defenseman for no reason, and then get into a fight because of it. Uh, it's 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 got it's so much fun, and it's a great nostalgia trip. And yeah, you guys should you guys should check it out. It'll be dropping on June sixth, and it'll be up uploading like once every other day while I'm in Finland. I should have like 15, 16 plus episodes recorded. Nice. I like that as a goon, it's just like left stick hitting's on. Oh, you're just going to hit someone for no fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I had to turn that off. I was like, oh my God, I can't do that because. <laughs> accurate, yeah. though. Very yeah. accurate. And being able you to stick lift is pretty life. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And being able to stick lift is pretty incredible. Imagine. Yeah. My God. But yeah, let me know when you get your first billboard. Yeah. And, uh,. <laughs> 
what meter are you going to work for? The the owner meter, the teammate meter, the fan meter? The, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the most important ones are, as I recall, teammate and family. Because teammate will make your line mates better and family mm. will make your guy better. If I mm. recall correctly. I don't know if the uh, fans and management does much. I know if management hates you, they're more likely to screw you over. But mm. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Pay anyway. you a Pay you a bunch of money that you can't spend anything on anyway. Yeah, right? yeah, basically. Yeah. But hey, Enforcer will be making like nothing, so. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take from me. I already make league men. Yeah, for sure. Like I'll be making, I'll be scoring like 40 goals a year in the NHL and making like two mil. <laughs> That's the way to do it. You are. God, who's the comparison? I was going to say Tom Wilson, but he makes too much money. James Neal, that one season. <laughs> that one season of Pat Maroon. Yeah, <laughs> you are New Jersey Devils, Pat Maroon. <laughs> I thought he was on. It was it Edmonton uh, or Anaheim. That he it was scored? Edmonton. He, was on, he ended up Edmonton. He was almost teams. a thirty goal scorer with McDavid. Yeah, because McDavid. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. And yeah, I just recently got put on McDavid's wing. Oh my god! And dude, the best thing about that is you can have custom AI. You don't hey, have to rely yeah. on coaches' strategies. I just set my own AI, and I can always use it. So we're always forechecking. We're always overloading. We're always cycling. It's a, mm. that's, that's the one big, big plus. Having control in a video game, imagine. Yeah, especially yeah. single player. Yeah. Also, custom plays and all that, too. So you can just do all that. Because they had custom plays in, in Legacy. They did. Yeah. yeah. Well, set up a flying V. <laughs> that's the way. <laughs> Oh, God. You know, I had to look it up for Pat Maroon. Um, So Anaheim, never too crazy, right? Like a career high of 34 points. 15-16, he gets traded to Edmonton at the deadline. First half of the season in Anaheim, 13 points in 56 games. In 16 games at the Oilers, he had 14 points. Yep. (laughs) And then the next year, had 27 goals, 42 points, a career high. And then ends up in New Jersey, and then St. Louis for a year, which was weird. Wins the Won the cup. cup. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. He went back home. That's where he was from or something like that. Oh, yeah. Birthplace St. Louis, Missouri on his NHL.com profile. For those of you playing bingo at home, that's the 2019 Stanley Cup final mentioned. Top right corner. Tick it off. Uh, <laughs> also, yeah, that's like that, like that, that year with freaking <laughs> Edmonton is like when you sign some 80, 81 year old, 81 overall guy for like 7 million because you're trying to hit the cap floor and playing with your new young stud that you just drafted in the top five. And then he gets mm-hmm. other points and you get stack growth and then you trade him. That's the way. But yeah, no, I'm glad you boys are doing well. I'm doing pretty good too. Very few complaints aside from somehow it's. Like 20 degrees hotter here today than it is in California, which Imagine. makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, the high today is 82. <laughs> 91 here all day. <laughs> unless you're, you know, unless you don't use freedom units for your temperature, in which case, I don't fucking know. Read a book. Do the conversion. Yeah, it's around 20s Celsius 26. where I am. Around 30s yeah, for here. you. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking nuts. I hate it here. Yeah, I'm at um, 30 as well. But yeah, I'm doing well. The only complaints I have... Um, is that Bruins fans at this point were just like, oh, God, help us. Um, the big news of the day was that there is a, a Finnish prospect that they're probably not going to sign, so his rights are going to lapse. And um, that's why we're not going to win the cup. A lack Sharks of Finns. Sharks going to grab him. Yeah. 
Took a Rask left, and now here we go. A lack of fins. I don't care if he was a sixth round pick. This guy had 33 points in 60 games. In the league? This season, yeah. That's good for a They're not going to sign him. So that's... <laughs> as long as that's the only negative in my life, I'm doing okay. And for the most part, well, uh, it is. Aside from... Cassidy might win a cup. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Stanley Cup final <laughs> a little bit. I suppose we should probably do that. It's Sin's only chance to talk about the Cup final until after it's over. Yep. Um, by potentially a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's potentially over. I'm legit not coming back till July 7th, so. Unless I can God, figure yeah. out a way to cast do the podcast from there, but I don't, I don't even know how well, that works. Well, hopefully, because otherwise you're going to miss the cup final, the draft, and the first week of free agency. Jesus. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm going to miss two weeks of it as well. Like, I have very good chance I'm going to be in Finland for the cup final and the NHL draft this year is on... 24th or something? The 28th. So I will be Ooh. home for that. So that'll be nice. But, you know, it's not nearly as hype because, you know, bad things, bad people, good things happening to bad people. Anyway, if you want to be a good person who has good things happen to them, might I implore you to take us up on our lovely offer from our lovely sponsor, from the fine folks at Manscaped, who want to remind you that you can go to Manscaped.com and use the code TUGI, that's T-O-U-G-I-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. They just just they just practically giving it to you for free. And of course, running right now at manscaped.com, a lot of Father's Day specials in the works. It's coming up this month. It's June. Stupid, isn't it? How the hell is Happy it June Pride. already? Yeah. Happy Pride indeed. And if you want to look the best for your fella or whoever else, I don't even care. You want to make sure that your dad looks his best. That's right. Think about your dad's balls. So make sure that they're good to go. Thanks to Manscaped. <laughs> what, Endo? What's so funny about your want, dad's balls? I don't want to think of my dad's shvetty balls you can't even see because he's so fat. Okay? So you listen. Listen here. Okay? I don't want to think about that. Okay? But keep talking about it, though. Don't th no, we're not talking about it. No? Manscaped.com. Go, Tugi. <laughs> Thank you to them. Uh, and thank you to all of you for listening and supporting the show. We appreciate you, and we'll show our love by getting to some viewer questions. And we will kick things off with one that I had heard nothing about from one Raffi boy. Mentioning the new CHL rules, the Champions Hockey League and rule changes. Oh, I heard now, about this. I did not. I have no yeah. idea what the hell these changes are. But we're going to go over this and hope that Rafi's setting us up for a successful segment here. So, from scoutingtherefs.com, uh, with... <laughs> uh, here's a quote here from the league. With the aim of developing the sport of ice hockey in its future, as well as increasing the overall excitement for fans, the CHL Sport Committee has discussed a variety of potential on-ice rule innovations over the last couple weeks and months. After the evaluation, blah, 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 here's what we've come down to. The league will be making three changes to goal-scoring-related penalty time. Number one, penalties will still be assessed when a goal is scored on a delayed penalty. Ooh. Whoa. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think? That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I'm on board with it. 
You know mm. what? Simply because when you do when you time. score on a delayed pent, what? Do your time. Do the yeah. crowd do the time. But yeah. like, if, like if you score on a delayed penalty, it's pretty rare that that happens. I don't think it should negate the whole power play. Um, like you get, you can sometimes get the extra man, but the second the opponent touches it, it's like, I don't know. I'm, uh, it's so different that I almost don't know how to feel about it. But I'm all for trying new things. You know, mm. I mean, I'm someone who, like, I I don't view too many rules in hockey as like. Oh, you can't ruin the, I guess, yeah. well, sanctimony of the sport by changing the rules. Like, no, abolish offside. It's just as fucking stupid as the two-line pass was. Abolish offsides. Honestly, I wouldn't even be opposed to just being able to fucking ice the puck whenever the fuck you want. I really wouldn't care because I it would, would open up the game that much more. I think that I'm, slows it down, like... You could just clear it out at any point and like get easy line changes and like I think That's, I okay. think it takes some coaching out of it. I think removing. I icing. would like to see it at least in practice to see how it would work on the ice before it gets to the NHL. I'm not so much beholden to like yeah abolish icing like I am offside. Offside should yeah. go. It's a terrible, yeah, terrible rule. Like when I played roller um, hockey, there's no offside or icing. Um, yeah, but it's also a smaller rink. It's four on four. Uh, mm. I think for sure. In three on three, there should be no offside and maybe even no icing, but for sure no offside in three on three. So that was my thought in regards to no icing is the idea of if you also don't have offsides, because the rule, the thing you always hear people say when you talk about abolishing offsides is, but what if people cherry pick? Good. (laughs) Good. That's a new strategy. The odds, by the way, that a team just parks someone at the opposing blue line and waits for someone to fucking slap it out so they can retrieve it, incredibly slim. What's wrong with cherry picking? Fucking be responsible defensively. Keep an eye on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing. Like if like we, there would be hella cherry pickers in roller hockey. Like almost every team had one dude who would do it at some point in the game. You just have to be aware, and it, yeah. it, it's it creates fun. Like. I think it's cool. Like, cool. If someone wants to cherry pick, they're taking themselves out of a defensive situation. Mm-hmm. You have a choice. You can turn that into a power play, capitalize on it, or you and run the risk of them maybe getting that puck and sending it over to them, or you can. And the strategy changes of say you have fucking Connor McDavid hanging around the red line, but the Oilers, the puck is in their defensive zone. What do those two defensemen do? Do they stay at the blue line or do they drop back to cover McDavid, which opens up more space in the offensive zone? There is legitimately very little argument. There's no argument you can have against abolishing offsides. To me, there's also very little argument you can have against abolishing icing. I, I agree with your takes in about like, okay, here's some of the things. I think the risk is worth the reward, personally. That said, um, penalties still being assessed when a goal is scored on a delayed call. I think we're kind of in the middle. Not inherently bad. Need to see it in practice. What was that one? The, Sorry. That was the first one. Penalties will still be assessed when oh, a goal okay, is scored okay, okay. on a delayed call. I think we're both like, oh, or all really like, hey, that's, that, that'd be nice, but I need to see it in practice. Then there's rule change number two. Penalties, minor penalties. I'll reread this. Minor penalties will be served for the full two minutes, whether or not a team scores or not. <sighs> I think you got to have one or the other in that case. That seems a bit in- too crazy. And then... 
people and then it's because that puts a hell of a lot more pressure on like refs to get the calls right and we That's know fair. they don't mm. and th- you're gonna have so much more pissing and moaning when penalties are called like if you can score multiple times i, I don't know that one that one's a little bit weird that one seems too punishing for a minor penalty uh so there was a um a little bit more um, in regards to this one. So that first one, penalties will still be assessed when a goal is scored. Uh, this uh, from, again, scoutingtherefs.com. This is currently how things are handled in the NCAA. A goal scored on a delayed penalty does not wash out the penalty call. The offending team assessed the penalty with the opponent still scoring, getting the power play. Um, so, yeah, the idea behind it is to obviously boost goal scoring by properly punishing penalized players and not having that eliminated. And then the minor penalties will be served for the full two minutes. Quote, everything old is new again. This is how it once was in the NHL up until 1956. Players will be required to sit for the full two minutes with team getting the full time and the man advantage regardless of how many goals are scored. So as if it's a five on five, uh, again, how major penalties are currently handled. Uh, puts a greater significance on each penalty as power plays are more valuable. Um, CHL feels like it'll increase goal scoring while also remaining consistent using the same approach for majors and minors. But... Sin, I, I think you kind of found the one potential fault in it. The pressure that puts on the refs, unless you have almost like a VIR, like a virtual assistant, to be able to double check and really confirm shit and do it quickly. Yeah. I'm but also, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm also thinking of it as, as a primarily NHL fan, like and how bad the refereeing has been, like in playoff situations where they're just like terrified of calling things. Is that mm. gonna like? Is that going to be a thing in in the champions hockey league i got admittedly i don't really why i don't even know if i've ever watched champions hockey league mm. um and i didn't realize that the ncaa was a thing that rule that you said the penalties aren't washed out because i don't watch ncaa either <laughs> right so so then there is the third rule which can kind of offset the other two so again rule number one Even on a delayed call, you still serve the penalty if the other team scores. Rule number two, minor penalties served for the full two minutes. Unless, rule number three, shorthanded goals end a minor penalty. Interesting. So if you score shorthanded. I like that. that. That's interesting. It all comes together. They work work in, in tandem. Or in unison, I suppose, because tan- would a tandem only be two? You have a tandem bike for three people. I don't think that's how that we, works. We've been over no. this. I got <laughs> three goalie tandem. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a tandem. The idea that there short go. goals end a penalty. You know, it kind of it You're changes getting- the offense in terms of how risky you might want to be, and defensively, it's like okay, how aggressive do you choose to be? Do you put maybe a different player out on the kill who has that breakaway speed because, hey, it's worth the risk now? Yeah, I kind of like that. You know, that I think I think combined with that, when it is the first two on their own, I'm like, oh, you got to have one or the other. But the prospect of if you score a shorty, you can get rid of the penalty. That's kind of cool. Yeah, because that that brings in a whole lot more strategy into it, I think. Mm. So I I kind of like this. And as a general set of rule changes, I kind of like this. And I'm, I'm, I'm very it. intrigued. Try new, yeah, try new shit out. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see um, kind of what the results 
of this is. Um, especially that last one. Shorthanded goals and a minor penalty, no matter how much time is left. Is pretty damn cool. Yeah. So, yeah, Rafi, I mean, thoughts on it? I think you can tell. Like, our, our interest is peaked. It's it's going to be intriguing to kind of see how it plays out. Uh, for the record, it is a 24-team tournament. Uh, begins in August with four different groups of European clubs from different leagues, which, again, if you are a, a, a soccer fan, a footy fan, it's it's literally it's the Champions Hockey League. It's the same thing as the Champions League in soccer, which is great. Um yeah, group stage top 16 teams advance to the playoffs. Championship game slated for February 20th. So I, uh, I, I'm very intrigued. I really am. I think those could be some super interesting rules. And honestly, because obviously, you know, video game centric here a little bit. I do wish we could play around with like house rules in custom lobbies. Oh that my god! Have rules like this in EASHL oh custom god. matches. Just Dude, to see how it plays I, out. Yeah, I was even going even further, saying that play, like for example, play now should have the option to do literally everything, every mode that's available in the game. But then it also dives into what ones is and what threes is. Like I should, like I can play hut and do rivals or whatever, and use those rotating playlists to play three on three international, three on three regular, three on three like small ice or whatever. Why can't we do that in the rest of the game? I, mm. Like, give people the tools. Like, I think I've said it before on the podcast is I the, the greatest idea is when you give the tools to the community to use. I'll be in a sandbox. It could work as well. So it's kind of controlled, but controlled creativity is the one thing that will probably give sports games the most life out of anything else. I mean, look yeah. at FIFA. Whenever there's an issue with FIFA, let's say, for example, you lag out in a 1v1 game. Or like a match, you can hop into a uh, like, a, like a control zone that says like, "Oh, set the score, set from where you want to start back up from," kind of thing. So there's a lag mm -hmm. out. Like there, there's stuff that they should be adding in there. And yeah, it uh, it'd be nice. But yeah, overall, very very intrigued by these particular yeah. rule changes. Our second question from Scroopy Noopers. Question for the podcast: Do you think that the Hobie Baker Award winner should be considered a guaranteed NHL star? Uh, why has there only ever been one Hall of Famer to win the award? Basically, tell me I'm stressing over nothing for the Ducks to pick Adam Fantilli. Well, I mean, it honestly, should be Anaheim should pass on Fantilli and Columbus probably, too. Uh, it mm. just doesn't seem like a smart pick. I agree. He should probably fall to four in my rankings. He's <laughs> got bust written all over him. You know, Seth Jones fell to four. And think about yeah. how, how on and off Seth Jones has been and... Yeah. Um, God. Yeah. Just you, why, you live why? in Anaheim. You want Will Smith. You want a celebrity. Ha <laughs> 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 That would be uh, that would be Ooh. interesting. But yeah, think of other fourth. You know, Seth uh, Seth Jones wasn't the only like fourth overall. Griffin Reinhardt went fourth overall. Is that is that what Eric you want? You want to did you want right? to end up with, with the forward version of Griffin Reinhardt? Yeah. Ew. That's mean. That's mean. What about Benoit Pouliot went fourth overall? Like, he was okay. But man, Nikolai Sherdev. Man, you, you could even have Chad Kilger. 
Like you don't want you don't want to take this guy. I mean, let him fall to four and let the let the sharks draft the next Chad Kilger. You know. Yeah, we like our busts. Ignore Trade the down fact. To four. You know, <laughs> ignore the fact that like Lanny McDonald, Mike Gartner, Ron Francis, Steve Eiserman. Uh, <laughs> you just have a list. <laughs> among others were former fourth overall picks. Ignore that. Um, God. Yeah, so as far as the question goes, right, do you think the Hobie Baker Award winner should be considered a guaranteed NHL star? Oh, fucking course not. Um, for, for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, he mentioned, like, oh, there's only one Hall of Famer to win the award. Do you guys know who that is? No. No. I will give you a hint. Ducks centric. Scroopy being a Ducks fan. Hope you're enjoying my uh, Fowler jersey, by the way. Um, American Duck. American Duck. In fairness, he's uh, he's Canadian. Cor- but Cor- played oh. in the oh. NFL. It is Korea? Paul Korea. It is yeah. Paul Korea. Okay. Yeah, he's the only Hall of Fame. By the way, the University of Maine Black Bears, back-to-back Hobie Baker winners in 92-93 and haven't had one since. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, Maine, like you look Maine at fell the... Off. <laughs> Yeah, they, they did, actually. Uh, so Fantilli H, yeah. won the Hobie Baker this year. Last year, Dryden McKay. Um, undrafted goaltender played, I think, with the Newfie Growlers this yeah, year. Yeah, he's, he's played with the Growlers because the goal, the Toronto prospect pool for goalies is so he was kind of weird. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so he was uh, 24. He's 25 now. Yeah. Um, no UDFA out of college and had a 900 save percentage in the ECHL this year compared to when he won the Hobie Baker, a 931 save percentage in 40 games. I think age has a lot to do with it. Fantilli won it at 18. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there you go. It, it's like, think of it like this. A 17-year-old scoring 100 points in the CHL versus a 20-year-old scoring 100 points in the CHL. Like. Right. The, the fucking the seventeen year olds going drafted that twenty year old who did that could have been taken in the seventh round. He's just a fucking man playing against boys, right? So I mean, yeah, you look at the most recent winners: Fantilli, we don't know yet; McKay, eh, who was older; Cole did Michael. Oh no, who didn't Eichel win it? No, yes, he did. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was gonna get to there that. You so you have since twenty fifteen: Eichel, Kale McCarr, Cole Caulfield. You have Scott Perunovic in 2020 for the Blues. He's a defenseman for the Blues. He wasn't a full-timer this year. Adam Gaudet in 2018. Will Butcher, Jimmy Vesey. Uh, and then before Eichel was Johnny Goodrow. And then before Johnny Goodrow, there was this huge run where it just it didn't work. Like, Johnny Goodrow in 2014 is the reason why. Like, you have Goodrow, then Eichel, and then a lot of these guys that have at least been in the NHL regularly. Before that... This award didn't mean anything in regards to transitioning to NHL success. Uh, Drew LeBlanc, Jack Connolly, Andy Melee, Blake Jeffreyon, Matt Gilroy, Kevin Porter, Ryan Jeez. Duncan, San Jose Sharks legend Matt Carl, um, <laughs> Marty Sertich, Junior Lassard, Peter Sena, Jordan Leopold, Ryan Miller, and Mike Motto are the ones to have won it since 2000. I mean, it's been a recent thing, and yeah, it's still not in a spot of guarantee. Yeah. Star. No, but if you think about the recent ones, Eichel's probably a Hall of Famer. Like, you got to think his pace. career. What's up? He's on pace. Absolutely. Yeah. Goudreau, borderline. Um, 
who are the other ones? You said Caulfield, and then there's someone else that you also said. Uh, Kale McCarr. Yeah, Kale McCarr's going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, there's That's no fucking right, way no. he's not, like, unless horrific injuries happen to him. So, like, the worst player of the bunch since 2014 is, like, Adam Gaudet, and he's he's got a couple hundred NHL games played. It's not as if he's abysmal. I mean, yeah. so, yeah, in recent years, it has meant more. But guaranteed star, no. But, yeah, Fantilli, in all seriousness, my hopes aside, because I know it's not happening, uh, Fantilli's got all the tools that you want in a number one center. And he's a fucking center. <laughs> like, he's... He's Jack Eichel in the Connor McDavid draft. Yeah. Any other year, he goes first overall. Any yep. other year. So, I mean, again, that's <sighs> a hyped-up draft for a reason. This <laughs> is why I, I wanted don't... to move up. Like, I, I wanted Bedard or Fantilli so bad because they're – yeah, it, it's it's essentially McDavid-Eichel. Yeah, you want McDavid, but fucking Eichel's a great consolation prize. Buffalo's uh, GM Buffalo. didn't think so. I know. What a fucking tool bag, dude. I can't believe seeing the, some of the things that he said about Eichel. God damn. Oh, God. Yeah, who was there? Uh, it was Tim Murray. Yeah. Tim Murray. When uh, I don't think works in the NHL now. <laughs> Maybe um, he does in some executive level, but. Well, let's see. Tim Murray, ice hockey executive. Uh, <laughs> nope. He is, uh, he is not in hockey anymore. At least uh, not at a not at a major level. Yep. Old Tim Murray. So, uh, hey, maybe you shouldn't have uh, put on such a sour face for drafting. You know, a guy currently getting ready to play in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Oh, he actually hasn't worked in hockey since he was let go by the Sabres in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Just completely blackballed. Oof. My goodness. Scroopy, thank you for the question. From Broken Wheelchair, what's worse? Being swept or being reverse swept? Reverse swept. I know reverse. from experience. Yeah, I think it's got to be reverse like swept. Like being right? swept by Chicago in the conference finals hurt. But being reverse swept by L.A. in 2014 was the worst. You become a meme. You become part of history. And no one ever forgets. Yeah, I mean, the pain of 2010 when the Philadelphia Flyers reverse swept the Boston Bruins, including coming down uh, back from 3-0 down in Game 7 itself. Um, mm -hmm. it, that pain was only ever alleviated because the Bruins won the Cup the next year. That's it. That is the only reason. Which, by the way, you can hear me talk about a lot of that history on the main channel, of course. And the Mills and I put together a video. Thank you to those of you that have checked it out. It hasn't been everyone's cup of tea, but that's because some people are silly gooses. I need to give something other than franchise mode a try. Please and thank you. Anyway, we answered Wheels' question there. Um, from Bud Knight, I don't know if it's too late, but a question for Doogie. In your humble opinion, who are the top five clubs in the Premier League that people should be paying more attention to? Jesus. I mean, well, the season just ended. <laughs> so there's at least, uh, you know, three clubs that were just relegated that you no longer have to pay attention to. Uh, but. But. And there's that new uh, club that just came in. Luton Town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From the, the doldrums of non-league football up to the Premier League, which is ridiculous. It really is. Um, shout out to Nottingham Forest as well. A team with a lot of championship history that have not done very well for the past 30 years that are trying to get uh, back on. Almost 30 years, I should say. Uh, pay attention to Chelsea because they're shit. Um, 
new American owner in the past year who has no idea what the fuck he's doing. He is out of control at the helm, and it's glorious to watch. Uh, pay attention to Brighton, who are playing European football for the first time next season. And pay attention to Aston Villa, because we love friend of the channel, Nuge TV. So, there you go. Those are my answers. And our final question from AJ. Fuck, Mary kill, Lois, Marge, or Francie? This is easy. Uh, away. You kill Marge, because no. holy shit. You fuck Marge. Don't crap with you, sweetie. Fucking kill her immediately. Take her big old blue fro and drown her. Um, you fuck Francine, because she's hot, but she's dumb and like she's like has as lacks the morals enough to marry a CIA imperialist agent and you marry Lois because she sees the good in everyone even when they're a dumbass and uh she she'll she she's a ride or die dude like she she's a fucking ride or die then no you got a response <laughs> <laughs> He just went so in depth with it. I'm just like, oh, what, what, what do I have to say? I don't know. So that's your that's your big YouTube hit, by the way, is a 50 minute video essay on this question. <laughs> Hundred thousand views. Oh, I don't know. I'd fuck Marge and fuck Francine and fuck Lotus. Fuck the rules. That's the question, though. That's yeah. okay. You got to play the uh, game, Endo. And don't play, play the game. game. You gotta play okay. the game like the rules, okay? With by the rules. Okay. This isn't I mean, you where do, you can you high do the cooking by the book. Yeah. This isn't where you can high stick someone before overtime and get away with it. <laughs> when Tookie said cooking by the book, it reminded me of the lazy town version of that with little John. <laughs> <laughs> don't break it down, bitch! Let me see it back it up. <laughs> I think you're stalling. Um, God, to answer to answer this question because Endo's not going to. Um, it's a, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. Um, you know, with with Marge, like she's you know she's the oldest of the group. There's some there's some experience there, and given that the Simpsons have been on the air for thirty years, she probably has a good amount of money that I could inherit in a short amount of time. She's old. <laughs> there is Francine, which, as Sin mentioned, questionable character. Um, there is Lois, who, okay, yeah, whatever. You 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 marry Lois, you kill Marge, and you fuck Francine. <laughs> Stop wasting time. You're gonna try hey! to tell me that I'm wrong. Grow <laughs> <laughs> up. a bubble, dog. <laughs> Oh, but where does the Wicked Witch of the East slot into this conversation? Witch of the East, bro. <laughs> All right. Fuck, Mary, kill the Wicked Witch of the East. Grow Dorothy. up. Or uh, what the fuck was the name of the Wicked Witch of the East's sister? The Wicked Witch of the West. What? But she wasn't wicked, though. She was a she witch. She wasn't wicked. Was she the good witch? She came down in a bubble, dog. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. I haven't seen that movie in so long. God damn it. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for the questions. And uh, 
boy, really, uh, really sending sin off on a high note. <laughs> Is uh, elegant, elegant offering in the question that's old as time. Fuck, Mary, kill, Lois, Marge, or Francie. Gentlemen, the Stanley Cup final is, is set as the Vegas Golden Knights eliminated the Dallas Stars in six games. The Knights are going on to the Stanley Cup final for the second time in their very short history. We'll talk a little bit about them a little bit more in depth in a moment, but just to talk about kind of the series that was because Vegas ended the fucking six nothing in Dallas. Just get shit on. You know? Like that that's worse than being reverse swept. Getting embarrassed in an elimination game where your team didn't even show up. At William Carlson had three points. Aiden Hill shut you out again. Um and Jake Ottinger had a 793 save percentage. Playoff Jake is not a thing. It's officially canceled, and until further notice, and <laughs> until he 24. proves otherwise, he's 24. Let's let's let him develop. Right, let him off the hook in terms of, oh, he gets to the playoff. He's the guy. He has not proven that. He has time to prove it in the future, but we cannot hold him up like Simba as like, oh my god, this is the playoff goalie. Okay, yeah, I thought you, you were shitting on him. <laughs> Just more so, well, I mean, in a sense, like, and we're obviously going to talk about it, like, he was not great in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, but also the first 10 minutes, the, his team did nothing. Like, they, they, looked, they were standing still, and they, they got, like, they got pooped on by a fourth it, line. They made Keegan Kolasar look like fucking Gretzky. It's true. That takes talent. Like, Keegan Kolasar is the worst player on the Golden Knights. And he should sure. be suspended for that dirty ass hit. What about yeah. Phil in the box eating all the hot dogs up there? He shouldn't He's be the scratched. Worst guy the yeah, mm-hmm. he should be. But that's all okay. the memes um, though about his about Iron Man streak is the- still intact because only regular season matters. Unless, for my argument, regular season doesn't matter. Correct. <laughs> you are correct. But, yeah, so, I mean, with Ottinger, again, he didn't have a very good series at all. He didn't really have a good playoffs. He finishes the postseason with an 895 save percentage. He had an 877 in the six games against against Vegas. I mean, Vegas. He was too inconsistent. Yeah, and again, like, again, it's not to say he's not going to be great, but the hype off of the Calgary series from last season, that officially goes into blip on the radar territory for now yeah. unless he can prove that this was the season that's actually the um i can't think of the right word here but the actual blip on the radar the the fluke essentially yeah. that the sample um, size is still small but he's got yes. one great season and then one pretty shit season in the playoffs right. so it's like okay what's he gonna be this is this is the franchise mode question again <laughs> you have a <laughs> goaltender who comes in kills it in the playoffs one year then has a sub 900 the next yeah, no kidding. And I mean, look for for Dallas. Obviously, we're we got to talk about this and, and what's next for them because for Vegas, I mean, hey, we know what's next for them. It's the Stanley Cup final. Fucking Aiden Hill had a nine thirty nine save percentage with two shutouts in six games against Dallas. Jonathan Marchessault, uh, William Carlson, and Barbashev 
were all point per game. There wasn't a single player who suited up for Vegas that did not record at least one point in that series. Like, that is how they've done it. It's just incredible depth. And, I mean, yeah, Keegan Colasar had as many points in that series as Chandler Stevenson and Jack Eichel. He had more points than Mark Stone and Riley Smith. You can't have Keegan Colasar looking like a fucking superstar. You just can't do it. Um, but for Dallas, holy shit, this series, this series was rough, man. And it it sucks because they had such good momentum. You know, 19 playoff games, you had 24 points for Rupe Hintz. He was tremendous. Robertson, 18 and 19. He delivered. Pavelski was point per game. Uh, Max Domi, Haskinen all did okay. And then Jamie Benn was sixth in scoring. 11 points in 17 games. I feel like most of that came in the Seattle series, too. I could be wrong, though. In this series, he had one point in four games, was a Mm. minus three, with 15 penalty minutes and a two-game suspension. He was 0 for 4 in the games he played in that series. Correct. And I, I watched the hockey guys recap of it and completely agree with his take. They fucked up putting him back in the lineup. I get, like, oh, captain, whatever. Like, no. Like, they fucked up putting him back in. And the problem is, from the Dallas Stars' perspective, uh, you are stuck with Jamie Benn. I don't see how you possibly trade that contract. He has $9.5 million against the cap hit for next season and the season after with a full no-movement clause that he would have to waive. Yeah, he's not going to do that because he's also not paying fucking state tax there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it all comes at uh, bingo card. Bingo card. <laughs> that, that's, that's a new space it's... just added by me because uh, it's stupid and it matters, and I'm sick of pretending that it doesn't. I'm tired of pretending that it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he fucked up. Jamie Benn had a fucking brutal series. Perhaps only out shit by Ryan Suter. Ooh, oof. Yeah. Oof, Ryan Suter. 38 years old. Um, Ryan Suter, by the way, two more years on his deal at $3.65 million per. I still don't understand how he swindled them for that when he's getting all that money from Minnesota still. So his, his uh, career earnings on Cap Friendly. <laughs> the estimated... Uh, career earnings of Ryan Suter. If you guys had to guess, remember he made his NHL debut in the 05-06 season for Nashville. What does Cap Friendly have as his estimated career earnings? Hmm. Well, whatever fucking he has, Zach Parise has the exact same. So <laughs> I can actually tell um, you who has more. I'm going to say career earnings for Suter, uh, $67 million. 80 million. Know, you have a guess? Okay. 80 million. 80 million. 111 million dollars. You what? You are a fucking nine figure. How old was he when he got the Minnesota deal? Now, for the record on cap friendly, estimated career earnings to date calculated from a percentage of time spent in the majors, minors, and juniors each season, and the player's respective salary at each level includes oh, yeah. performance bonuses. 
Or also, include signing bonuses, but not performance bonuses. And this was before they had the the the, the term limits on contracts. I was just yeah. thinking, didn't he sign for like 13 years? Yeah, I was just like, okay, well, max seven by like nine or whatever it was. We'll start with that. I'll add something for his other. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, okay, so that, that Minnesota contract in July of 2012, again, he and uh, oh Parise God, signed so at the same time. Ago. 13 year deal with a 98 million dollar contract value and had 25 million dollars worth of signing bonuses. That's nuts. Now, yeah, adjust suit- that for inflation and see how much money he really has. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, his estimated career earnings 111 million. Parise is at 110 because he didn't quite get the contract that Suter did once he left Dallas. But yeah, Suter, Ben. Brutal, brutal series. And again, it, it kind of raises the question. Like, you can further dissect, like, okay, who had a good series? Who had a bad series? The bottom line is they're out. I mean, although I will shout out. Um, the worst player in this series, Tyler Sagan. Six games played, zero points, minus seven. Woof. Tyler Sagan is signed. For four more seasons at nine point eight five million with a full no movement clause. As much as they have the incredible Rupe Hints contract that's about to kick in, eight point five million over eight years. Jason Robertson, three more years at seven seven five. Steal. Miro Miro Haskinen, six more years at eight point five. Steal. Ottinger even two more years RFA at the end of it. Four million dollars per. They are being dragged down by contracts like the Suter deal, like Ben, like Sagan. They're being held down by the old guard that are getting paid way too much and cannot perform at the level that the stars thought they would be able to, particularly Ben and Sagan, who are 33 and 31 years old, respectively. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but old anchors. I, I don't know how they signed him to like 9.5 or why they signed him to 9.5 when they had that state tax thing to work with. It's kind of nuts. When, when yeah, did they sign? So, so he signed his extension with Dallas in September of 2018. And guess what happened that year? He had 80 points and he was a 70, 80 point producing player. And yep. then he shit the bed. 50 points after that. Then he had two points in a short season. We played three games and 49 points last season and then 50 points this season. So just hasn't been the same guy. Yeah. yeah and also so his cap didn't go up because of the pandemic. I'm sure they're kind of counting on cap eventually going up with new TV deals and stuff like that. But, but yeah, he got a $4 so he, million dollar raise. So like he ran into a shitload of injury problems as well. Um, you know, October of 2020, the word was out that he had a torn labrum and was expected to be out for four months. And then the next month, it was announced, oh, he had surgery. He's out for another five months. And he came back, I think, when Dallas made the cup final against Tampa. And just since then, he hasn't quite been the same, unfortunately. Um, so it puts the stars in a spot of UFAs this year. Evgeny Dodonov, probably gone. Max Domi, probably gone. Glenn Denning, Kiviranta, Olafson, Joel Hanley, who 
unfortunately for him, had one of the worst turnovers I've ever seen in that game six, stripped of the puck by a stick lift from the back, which is why people get mad at Eichel. Um And then the only real RFA is tied to Landria that they have to take care of. Um, they're not boned, but I'm intrigued to see what they do in terms of shuffling these pieces around to try and make this work because you, you have to. You don't have your first round pick as well. Uh, they gave that up to the New York Rangers uh, in acquiring Nils Lundqvist this past mm-hmm. September. So I don't, I don't quite know what they do to again try to navigate the fact that you got guys making way too much money for their performance level right now. But not a very good spot for them. But again, it's not all doom and gloom. I mean, you made the conference final. It's just how do you get over that hump is the question. And then on the other side is the Stanley Cup final itself. Vegas and Florida. Game one will be on Saturday, June 3rd. If it goes to game seven, uh, that'll be June 19th. So unless this series ends via sweep, we will not have a show up about the final until it's over uh, because of Sin and I's trip overseas. Um, in the regular season, they split 1-1. Vegas won 4-2 in January, and then Florida won 2-1 in March. So not a whole hell of a lot to go off of there. You look, though at the the playoff numbers at this stage in terms of how this series could go. Um, The Florida Panthers led by, who else? Matthew Kachuk, 21 points in 16 games. Nobody else is over a point per game, but they're close. For Hagee has 15, Barkoff 14, Reinhardt and Bennett each on 11 points. Nobody else has more uh, than 10. Their depth scoring has been, we'll call it inconsistent at times. I feel like that's fair. Uh, but obviously the biggest story for them this postseason is Sergei frickin' Bobrovsky with a 9.35 save percentage and a 2-2-1 goals against average with one shutout through 14 games played, a postseason where he did not start as their starting goaltender. Still can't believe that fucking worked out for them. God damn it. Whereas on the other side for the Vegas Golden Knights, Led in scoring by, any guesses? Uh, March or so. He is second. Point per game, 17 and 17. Hmm. Eichel, then. It is Jack Eichel. 18 yeah. points in 17 games at 26 years old. Uh, Barbashev, deadline pickup. Uh, he and Mark Stone each have 15 points this playoffs. Carlson Stevenson at 14. Riley Smith at 11. Like, they have gotten the higher scoring and the the more well-rounded depth scoring. And they've gotten the goaltending. Because, look, I know it's different. Sergei Bobrovsky, the huge contract, the expectations, had to go through fucking Boston, Toronto, and Carolina. But Aiden Hill takes over for Laurent Brassois after eight appearances from the, uh, from the, the latter, who, of course, got injured. In 11 appearances, Aiden Hill has a 7-3-0 record with a 9-37 save percentage and a 2-0-7 goals against average. He's been really good, yeah. He's been insane. And look, again, Bobrovsky, a little bit more games in. The, the road, you could argue, would have been a bit more difficult. Definitely. I mean, obviously, like by default, you say it's more difficult for the Panthers because... Bruins, Leafs, and Hurricanes. Um, 
But again, the Golden Knights made it past Winnipeg, although I think Brasois started pretty much all of that. But they also made it past Edmonton and Dallas. You know, nobody can act like Vegas had a, a fucking smooth ride to the final. No, um, definitely not, but... Again, it's just the idea for me that Aiden Hill and Sergei Bobrovsky is the goaltending matchup in the 2023 Stanley Cup final. It's fucking Playoffs wild. are weird, and goalies are extremely weird in the playoffs. Like, it just... Yep. It's true. Yeah. Sometimes they just um, heat up for no reason, and at other times you just shit the bed. I mean, that's basically what it is, and that's how it has been. That's the way it was. Yeah. Um, this is the first time that a team in the salary cap era with a player making 10 plus million will win the cup, um, which again was a huge talking point for the longest time. Like, oh, Chicago, you signed those big deals with uh, two dirtbags, and look at that, you didn't win anything afterwards. Um, obviously, the talk of Montreal making it to the final with Carey Price, but not being able to get it done in the bubble, Doug. Um, that's also so th- there's two main things here before we get to kind of a prediction that we're going to have to give. First and foremost, the patch placement on the jerseys because of the ad, the sponsor, it's the awkward. Florida Panthers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, some people don't like those jerseys anyway. Boy, do they look a hell of a lot worse with that ad placement. But, again, we know the NHL. It's We live in a capitalistic society. You have to respect the integrity of the sponsor over your own Stanley Cup branding. Way to go, Gary. You're crushing it. Um, and the other thing to talk about is the fact that this will be the first, or, uh, excuse me, not the first, but... Uh, this will the Stanley Cup final will consist of two teams that have never won the Stanley Cup for only the seventh time in the 96 years since it became an NHL only trophy. This is a loaded trivia question. Do you guys have any guesses of any of the other six matchups in which it was guaranteed to have a first time winner? Oh my God! No, I told. I this is why I didn't put it in the sheet because I'm like, okay, this is a fucking loaded one. But I will say. It has happened. So the oldest one, 1934, Chicago, Detroit. It did not happen again until 1991, and has happened five times since. This being the sixth. Expansion teams and shit. I do not care I, enough. It's a loaded um, one. It, it would have been Vegas and the Capitals, obviously. Yep. That's, That's the most easy. recent up till now. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Like I said, super tough one. That's why I'm not like, hey, why don't you? Like, I understand how tough this one is. There's, there's a Calgary and did it Dallas. Was that it? No, who the no? What? It, who who the hell did Dallas play? Because were they counted? Dallas is on there for the '99 Cup final. Yeah, who did they play that year? Because I said I find, both teams had to have not won a cup, right? Yeah, I I find your lack of knowledge trash. I don't care. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was Buffalo, but then for some reason I thought it was Calgary Buffalo, which is. I'm going to be right back. Something's wrong with my nose. Here we go. Okay. Uh, so how many anyway. is that? That's three. Uh, yeah. So obviously this year, 2023, 2018, Washington, Vegas, 1999, Dallas, and Buffalo. And then I mentioned the 93 or the 1934 one. So two so, more. Three more. Uh, Ducks. And it couldn't have been the Devil. Oh, oh, they haven't won. So it was Ducks in 06 against. Who the fuck did they play in 06? Uh, the Lightning? 
Or we're no. looking for 2007. You're, you're right there. Though. Whatever. Two, 2007 might help, though. That's your hint. It doesn't help, because I know is I just had the year wrong. <laughs> Ducks and... Is there anything special about the year 2007 in the hockey world? Yeah. No, I don't know. What... Ha- what? Oh, God. 50 Carolina won in 2007, didn't they? 15 Oh, was it Ottawa? It was Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. oh, ew, right. why don't I, ew, I don't, I don't remember that. I just remember the Ducks won. I had no idea who they played. Ottawa? Oh, really? Right. Yeah, yeah, it was Ottawa. Anaheim, Ottawa in 07. Yeah. Huh. There you go. Okay, and then one more. Um, Two more. Um, 1991 what? and 1996. Oh, 91. It's not, uh... 91 and 96. Yeah. I'm impressed, though. You're doing good. 91's tough because I didn't care. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was one year old. <clears throat> I was say, uh, two-thirds of this podcast was not yet born. Okay. What, uh-huh. No, 91. It had to have been the Flames and someone else because the Flames hadn't won it yet, and I'm pretty sure they had an appearance. That was their last appearance in the Cup Finals was 91. You're two years off. Their last appearance was 89. Bullshit. And they won the Cup. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, well, hell. Yeah. <sighs> 91. It's not the Penguins? Correct. It is? Who did, who did the okay. Penguins beat in the 91 Cup Final? <gasps> the Kings. Or the, no, no, no. no the, the Blue. <laughs> wait. I don't know. Fuck. Don't laugh at me. You have the answers. I do. It's great. You ain't got the answers, Sway. Penguins. Uh, it was the team that relocated. Ew. North Stars? <laughs> yep, correct. Okay. <laughs> and the 1996. A team okay. relocated and moved to their new city and won a cup immediately. What? <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, 2006 or 96? 96. Who the fuck relocated in 96? Uh, I'm having fun. It's a good time. I get to torture Sin before he goes to Finland. I'm trying to. Oh, great. Avalanche! And, Who they beat? Right. And, uh. And. Littering and. Shit. Shit. It's St. a Louis. pretty relevant team. St. Louis. Did they play St. Louis in the final? No. Yeah, two oh, Central Division teams played in the Stanley Cup final. Um, I don't fucking know. I mean, we had two Canadian. Two teams that would normally be in the same fucking conference going to the Stanley Cup final fucking two years ago, so. Winnipeg had already moved, right? Correct. And they Winnipeg slash Arizona slash Phoenix is not the answer. No, I know. Fuck me. It is the relocated Quebec Nordiques, a.k.a. the Colorado Avalanche. Uh-huh. I got that one. Who the fuck and they play? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. You guys are going to be mad. <laughs> Anyone still watching or listening to this? This is screaming. I don't give oh a fuck, God. dude. Oh, wait. Wait. I think I know who it was. I think I know who it was. This is the second time that they've been in the cup final, right? Yeah. yeah. It's Florida. It is the Florida Panthers. Oh, who cares? Yeah. The only time they've ever <laughs> I thought made it was 94 the that they made it. No, 96. Oh. 94 oh. was uh, Rangers Canucks. 
or whatever. There you go. So, boys, that leads us to the question. Sin, when you return to the show in a little over a month's time, who would have won the Stanley Cup final while you were in Finland? I don't know. I hope Florida. I was going to say, um, if you can answer it with the traditional who do we want versus who we think. I want Florida. I hope Florida wins it. I I don't know. Um, I, have a, I have a horrible feeling that Vegas is going to win it. Like, it's just a horrible feeling. But then... I won't care as much. I'll be in Finland living it up. I'll avoid most of the uh, nuclear fallout from their <laughs> fans and their shitty fucking admin on Twitter. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's Endo. okay. It's not the end of the world, you know? Yeah. Endo, who do you want to win? Who do you think will win? Uh, I want Florida to win because they kicked both of our team's asses, Doogie. And because uh, I want to see the Rat King carry the cup in Florida at the same time as the Miami Heat win the fucking NBA championship. The Larry OB. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was going to try to avoid the whole Boston lost the conference finals in seven at TD Garden against a Miami, somewhat Miami-based team in both the uh, NHL and the NBA, but hey, we have to mention it. Um, yeah, for Endo's reason, rooting for the Florida Panthers. I think the Vegas Golden Knights are going to win it. I do. I just I'm have a sorry. feeling Bobrovsky is going to just shit the bed. And because goalies always seem to shit the bed against, against Vegas. Like they just have this weird voodoo. I don't know. Um, they're getting hot at the wrong time for me. Florida's still very, very, very good, but... Vegas is Hallibuck, also pretty damn good. Hallibuck, Skinner, Ottinger. You know, those are the three yeah. goalies they've managed to outduel so far. So we shall see. I but, just hope yeah. Florida beats the fuck out of them. That's that's really the only hope you can think of. <laughs> but hey, I'm sure they'd trade Keegan Colasar for Sam Bennett any day of the week. You know. I mean, hey, have have you watched Keegan Colasar? punch a man in the fucking taint when he's already got two other people on top of him in a scrum like Sam Bennett did? I don't think so. Well, no, I've seen him. Pretty cool. I've seen him shove someone in the back face first in the boards and not get suspended. Yeah, but taint punch. (laughs) (laughs) Don't care. Fair enough. Um, Worth noting, a couple other things popped up, mainly front office related as we look to wind down the show. Um, Endo's best friend, Kyle DeBoss, is the new president of hockey operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the primary response online has been, But he said he wouldn't! He said he wouldn't! You said it was here or nowhere, Kyle! But we... Look. That was Kyle Dubas's take at a press conference that ultimately Brendan Shanahan was wor- decided was worth firing him over. And technically, he kept his word. He is not the GM. He is the president of hockey operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, which kind of feels like what he should have been for the Leafs, because what the fuck has Brendan Shanahan done? Uh, aside from being very, very good at being a heat shield for the ownership consortium known as MLSE. Um, 
this was the worst kept secret in sports, basically, that mm-hmm. there's a lot of conversations going on with Kyle Dubas going to Pittsburgh. Uh, they announced this not all that long before um, the Leafs were introducing their new GM, who we'll get to in a second. All in all, I mean, good for Kyle Dubas. That's really all you can say. It's just good for Kyle Dubas. I mean, mm-hmm. not the prettiest end to his relationship with the Leafs, but uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, you, you could do worse on the rebound yeah. than uh, pairing up with Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Especially, too, if they find success in the next few years. If Kyle Dubas is able to successfully navigate keeping the Penguins relevant through the winding down of the old core, that's not quite as big time as winning a Stanley Cup at the Leafs. But that looks pretty fucking good on a resume, too. Yeah. If he can pull that off. Yep. Now, we mentioned the Leafs at the same time. Uh, they were introducing the 18th general manager in club history, Brad Treliving. And ever since, it has been this internet campaign. I have not seen a campaign like this since Coney 2012 to prove <laughs> just how fucking nice Brad Treliving is and what a great guy he is, as if that has any sort of fucking relevance to what he might do as the Leafs GM. If he's nice, it means he doesn't have bite. What are we yeah. doing here? That's what they wanted. They wanted bite, right? And now everyone's just going like, oh, whatever. He's nice. The end, the end of Brad Trilliving's tenure with the Flames, there was obviously the big set of miscommunications with ownership not allowing him to fire Daryl Sutter and blah, 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 blah. blah. He was the GM of the Calgary Flames for almost nine years. They never made it out of the second round either. I'm sorry, but to me, you cannot defend this as on paper. Who knows? This could work out. He could win three fucking cups at the Leafs in the next three years. But on paper, it is a lateral move. Yeah, it's 100% a lateral move. Because Brad Treliving has literally accomplished... Just as much as Kyle Dubas, except he had even more time at the helm of a team to try and do it. Now, you can sit here and be like, oh, but there there were these injuries that you couldn't plan for. And like, you were building around like Monaghan and that. Didn't, and then Kachuk wanted to. The bottom line is it was his decision to bring back Daryl Sutter, even if he was not essentially allowed to fire him afterwards. It was his decision to bring back Daryl Sutter. It was his decision to trade Matthew Kachuk, which, you know, hands were probably tied on that a little bit in terms of shit. He wants to go. We got to do something. And in theory, you did get a great return. You No, a, a matter of fact, you got a phenomenal return in Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberto. And you locked them both down to contract extensions. That's damn fucking good business. But... You also, even if you weren't allowed to fire Daryl Sutter, you didn't really change the rest of the team to fit a more skilled-based approach that you were going to have with Huberto instead of Matthew Kachuk. Like, you can blame Daryl Sutter if you want to. Daryl Sutter's not the reason 
Trevor Lewis, Milan Lucic, Nick Ritchie, Michael Stone were on the roster and relatively regularly featured. That comes down to the GM. The idea of the playoffs, oh, well, they just couldn't quite make it over the hump. Sure, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm all right. Like, I don't find it personally offensive that Leafs fans like, hey, you know, this could work out. It could. It could. But the idea, the, especially within the media, the coping. Of, oh, man. Well, Kyle, Kyle had a bit of a prickly personality, and now we got Brad for living in here. He's got more experience. He's a really nice guy. Did you Shut know that he helped up, the Steve ECHL Simmons. Players Association be more in line with like the, he helped the play? He's a real nice guy. Cool. He hasn't fucking won anything. It just hasn't. So it could work out. But this idea of, it's, again, mostly it's the media and a certain section of fans. Kyle, I, it's the fucking Woody meme. Dropping Kyle Dubas. I don't want to play with you anymore. Just and not only that, you rip his fucking arm off and beat him over the head with it. Because, oh, well, Kyle's gone now. Brad's my best friend. Typical hockey media nonsense. Again, Brad, you're living. It might work out really well. I don't know. But... The fucking the people who take it real seriously is like fat dub for the Leafs. We'll see. It's not looking too good though on paper. Um, as well, Sheldon Keefe. You would think he's gone. There is the talk though of well, if he keeps Sheldon Keefe around and then gets rid of him, it's like well, you know, if he keeps Sheldon Keefe around for the season, the season doesn't go well, then get rid gets rid of Sheldon, it's like, well, he wasn't my coach, so that's a safety net for him. No, it's not, because he would have made the decision to keep Sheldon Keefe around when it's very obvious that Sheldon Keefe gets outcoached in almost every single goddamn playoff series he's ever been a part in, especially the fucking series against the Florida Panthers, where Justin Hall continued to play a lot. So I'm sorry, but there's not a defense for Brad Living there either, it, oh, well, he kept Sheldon Keefe, so it's fine the first season. No, if, how, how could you possibly make the decision to keep Sheldon Keefe around right now? Yeah. Aside from, well, MLSC, then, then you go back <clears throat> to the ownership nonsense of, well, the owners, um, you know how they wouldn't let him fire Daryl Sutter? Well, now it's the same thing. Like, they won't let him fire Sheldon Keefe because uh, they're still paying Mike Babcock and they don't want to pay two coaches to not. I'm just hearing a whole bunch of fucking excuses before the shit even gets off the ground. I'm hearing a yep. whole bunch of excuses. That's that's Leafs media. That's what it's been. It's not even just like Leafs entirely. Just MLSE as a whole has been just in the shitter as of late. The Raptors don't have a GM. Rap Raptors have a GM. They don't have a coach, an assistant coach. There's no identity with the team. And then you go over the cross the pond to the Leafs and their situation right now. And with Marley's as well incorporated into that. And then you have... Toronto FC, who are basically on like a their, their last leg, where they brought in two stars, and they're just being even worse than before. And the only reason why your your coach is still there is because he's the dad. He's he's your captain's dad. So it's literally just like a, nep like a reverse nepotism hire. Like it's it's insane. It is it is it is wild how bad it is across for all Toronto's major sports. And don't even get me started on the fucking Blue Jays. That, I won't because your audio quality is still very robotic. <laughs> is it, is it really robotic? 
Shit, oh, yeah, your camera's way behind too. That um, too. It's so, fine uh, on sh- my end. Shout out to your ISP. It was really letting you down, but that's okay. Um, I don't even think it's the ISP. I can check right now. Who's to say? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have too much else to add to this whole deal. It could work out. We do not know. The jury's out. But again, there's the the campaign out there of the Steve Simmons types. And I don't to be like, ah, Kyle was a little shithead, but Brad, that's a real man. I don't know if you want to be falling in line with the Steve Simmons of the world. No. In regards to anything, uh, let alone something hockey related, because, uh, yeah. no, you got to look a certain way. This Ooh. is just, yeah, another another example of the Leafs just completely just. Blo- I, honestly, this is this to me is mostly self-preservation for, for Shanahan. Mm. because Kyle wants more autonomy and that's what he was pushing for. I don't, I don't believe it was just money or he realized, um, he realized that like, he's not going to get autonomy. So it's like, okay, pay me more. If you want me to be your fucking figurehead, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to take all this heat for, for these moves that I don't, you know, I suggest them, but you have to okay them. I'm not even able to make all the moves I want to make then pay me more. And the way Shanahan like went about like just throwing him under the bus, airing all this mm. dirty laundry and all this other bullshit, probably not even getting the whole story. And it's honestly, to me, it's self-preservation because MLSE, who is for some reason now the most stickler of fucking ownership groups, despite being made up of like some of the richest companies in Canada, um, are like they're going to look at that and be like, huh? Well, if if Dubas can come to us directly with these requests and trade things, why do we need you, Brendan? Mm. Yeah, and that that's why Brendan <laughs> made the fucking move. And I don't believe this. I started to lose hope, and I thought I might have to look elsewhere. He had this in mind. They didn't mm. interview anyone else, really. They had a Zoom interview with Bergeron. You heard a bunch of other names, but no interviews were confirmed. They had several um, interviews with True Living. Like, he was the only one. Mm-hmm. So, and like you said, it's a lateral move. He's in no way better than Dubas. In fact, you could argue he's, like, worse. And also doesn't fucking need the job. Mm. <laughs> Like I, I don't know. It's it just seems like the Leafs got what they want. They're like, all right, this this is just someone who's gonna fucking take orders and be at at the front. Yeah, <laughs> which Pretty is much. gonna send them back into the uh, the dark ages potentially. Well, I'll make for fun internet content at least. Uh, two other things in regards to GMs. Um, from Frank Saravalli about the Nashville Predators. Preds have formerly fired co- uh, head coach John Hines, who had one year remaining on his contract. Ed, uh, Andrew Burnett incoming as next head coach, as first reported by Kevin Weeks. Clunky process, to say the least, for Barry Trotz's first move as Nashville GM. Frank, just say just say you were good with John Hines. Just say you guys are buddy-buddy. That's all it is. Putting that much personal information essentially into a tweet, or personal feeling into a tweet. You know, this team fired a head coach with one year left on his deal. Not like that ever happens. Plunky process. To say, Frank, Frank, let's be frank. Calm the fuck down. Um, John Hines, 
is not an astonishingly what doing right now. <laughs> it's so goddamn pixelated. John, I, I think it picked up for me. Uh, so it should be fine on the video. John Hines is not this amazing, stellar Uber coach. Who? How dare you have the audacity to fire him early? How I didn't even dare know you? He was Nashville's coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many people still thought he was the head coach of the Devils until people started chanting "Fire Lindy, sorry Lindy"? I didn't even know he was season. Head, fucking head coach of the Devils at any point. There you go. Yeah, he was uh, one, two, three, four, four and a half seasons. <laughs> And midway, like, he got fired midway through a season in New Jersey. And then the same season replaced Peter Laviolette in Nashville. And odds are, and again, it's the attitude of, like, oh, but, but think about John. Poor John's been fired. He's already fucking rumored to go to the New York Rangers. As is Peter Laviolette. Oh, no. What are these head coaches going to do when they're fired? I don't fucking know. They End could, up on another team? Because that's what always fucking happens. Or they could sit at home and collect money. The, oh, the fucking horror. Jesus Christ, go to Barbados for six months and you won't miss a fucking thing. Like, bottom line is, Barry Trotz is the new GM of this team. Stunning that a new GM would name his own head coach, by the way. I'm stunned. Clunky process. That should be the fucking episode title, Frank. Jesus Christ, that's the dumbest tweet I've ever seen from him. I'm very disappointed. Um, from Alex Doherty on Twitter. Barry Trotz on the upcoming drafts as he told his scouts to, quote, take some swings, take some high-end swings on some guys and adds, I can find you third, fourth-line guys, no problem. Go get me some guys that might get people out of their seats. I respect that from Barry Trotz. I respect naming his own GM. Let Barry Trotz cook. It's Barry Trotz. I don't give a fuck about John Hines' feelings. Let Barry Trotz cook. And that's what Seattle's doing with Ron Francis, by the way. They extended him through 2027. I didn't expect to get so worked up at the end of the show. But damn it. Here we are. Endo. Are you able to talk, or are you still being throttled by Rogers? Ma, mm, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> okay. Sad. A lot of Leaf it now. Suck. <laughs> there you go. Well, don't worry. We heard that one in clear. <laughs> Endo will be back with me next week. We'll see if we find a a short term third co you know third third host of the show. Why not? We'll see who is out there. And Mr. Sin for the win. It is time yep. that we drive you up to the to the steps of the, of the new college and watch my baby bird spread his wings. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, you're leaving us for like a yeah. month and a half. For a month. It's a long month. We're going to miss you. Oh, okay. I was like, it's just a month, man. I'll be, I'll be back. I think. I mean, and I'm gonna be gone for two out of those four weeks as well. Yeah. Wait, you're going for two weeks this time? Uh, a week and a half, I think. That's better. That's sweet. Awesome. Who knows? We might stay longer, and no, we won't because flight prices, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But. <laughs> and you, you then, actually have to pay for accommodations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't you just, I don't this time, which is amazing. Uh huh. 
Well, honestly, I'm not even jealous. I'm happy for it because having to pay for a month's worth of a fucking Airbnb would. Yeah, uh, that was be... tough last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Sin, you already told us you got the the new Be a Pro coming out soon. Live the life. Hell yeah. Any any parting thoughts before you leave us for a, 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 ever a month? I'm not coming back. No, just kidding. I'm coming back. Um, We're ending the show. This is the last episode. <laughs> no, yeah, that's the thing, man. I'm like, shit. Like, I I want to be on the show forever. And it's like, dude, how am I going to do that if I'm living in Finland? Uh, we will record, that... we'll record earlier in the day. Good luck. Endo's not going to be awake. Well, <laughs> Endo, Endo hardly likes hockey at this point. <laughs> Let's be honest. The Leafs have murdered him. Are you going to tell me that I'm wrong? (laughs) I can see that at least. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. We will see you soon, everybody. Thank you for watching, listening, supporting the show, and we will catch you next time.